This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Panel. Working through the Group 1 meeting, Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington. An update on the track condition at Flemington. It's a good four with the rail in the nine-metre position. Liam O'Keefe is putting two mills on the track now to delay an upgrade to later on in the day. So hopefully he gets it through to you know perhaps race six or seven before we get an upgrade to a good three. So crucial information that Liam O'Keefe is now putting two mills on the track to delay that upgrade to a good three, which appears inevitable. And... Dino, thanks to Brent Sarafa from uh, Racing.com who's alerted me to a post from Godolphin. I know we're here to preview the meeting, but this is crucial news and unfortunate news breaking with Godolphin this morning in the last 10 or 15 minutes. Aft cabin has bled from both nostrils as and will be rested per the rules of racing. It's disappointing for Team Godolphin, his army of followers. We can't wait for his return earlier in the new year. So it certainly changed the complexion of the Caulfield Guineas team. It does, Warren. Uh, he's been top of the pops since he won his maiden uh, at uh, Sandown, so certainly changes the market. They've got uh, Golden Mile probably going down, to f- uh, coming down for that uh, race, but uh, Aft Cabin, uh, yeah, that's uh, really disappointing news, and, and thanks for BZ for pa- passing that on. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get the best of care, and uh, and I'm sure we'll see him back as a as a four-year-old or even a late-season three-year-old. But uh, thoughts and or oh, hoping for for the best with with Arv Cabin, and uh, and certainly some some multis are going to be in a little bit of trouble there. Let's get back to the meeting at Flemington today. The Rose of Kingston Stakes over the 1400 metres for the the mares at Group. What group level are we at here? Group two for the Rose of Kingston. It's clear of stretchings, Jamie. What's the market look like in the Rose of Kingston? Well, Warren, the interesting thing about this race is the money's going for the longer-priced horses. So the favourite here is number 11 in Pride of Jenny, but she's a drifting favourite. She was $3.90, now out to $4. The support's coming through for number 7, She's All Class, $15 into 12 But number 8, Exelita, is the best-backed runner in this race, $15 into $9. And I wanted to get every week we'll have the best-backed roughie of the program, and it's also in this race, and that was number 13, fortunate kiss $21 into $11 so amongst those bunch of horses is where the support's coming through not much interest for the favourite not much interest for the favourite it might be uh, quite prudent that we go to you for the first preview of this race Dino with the money for Exolita how do you see the race being run first of all I think Pride of Jenny looks the uh, obvious leader Um, she uh, likes to roll along with uh, horses like uh, Cerulio Mess and Tycoon Evie come across from out wide and who kicks up from the inside? Uh, Yearnings drawn one usually you know gets back a little bit but uh, there's an opportunity to be a little bit closer. Odium Fortunate Kiss might be a bit closer. She's all class holding her spot so but I think Pride of Jenny comes across from the uh, barrier nine after the, the scratchings to, to find the front. How are you reading the race? I like Exolita. I like the first up, and it just got too wet for her. And I still think she ran very well because there were conditions that didn't suit, and she still wanted to find the line. So that's a really encouraging sign. She gets onto dry ground. 1400 Flemington, they're all things that uh, she seems to relish, and I think she's got a good chance. Yearning could certainly win off the back of her first up run. She does stay at 1400 metres, but uh, it was such a good first up run. She's had the three weeks between runs. Seven, she's all classes, had four runs in Melbourne. She's been in two truly run races and she's looked terrific. She's been in two slowly run races and she's looked poor. That's what happened last start. She gets into a reasonable tempo here on drier ground. She can improve sharply. And Doe Kerr, number nine, 
has been trialling well. She's had plenty of trials for this four, in fact, and looked good at uh, Benella on Monday going through her years. I wouldn't be surprised if she ran a cheeky race at a big price, but uh, on with XL Leader each way. 8 1 7 and 9. 8 1 7 and 9 from Dino in the Rose of Kingston. Gator? Yeah, you can certainly make a case for, for a lot of them. Um, and with the, the market mover at a price, uh, fortunate kiss, I think win, lose, or draw at $21 Wednesday. Uh, is incorrect, um, and I love the way she hit the line first up in slick time, badly held up in the left alive. She's only clear when the race was gone, and then charged her last hundred. She was eleven to fourteen hundred there as well. Obviously, that form was Frank's Mini Valley Friday with the fifth horse Daisy's beating the runner-up Lady of Honor. Um, yeah, it looks the overs competitive race. Agendia, big finish, big win, twelve hundred first up last time in. No doubting her class. Pride of Jenny, perfect race for her last time. Led her the solid clip, just kept running, was too good for them. And she nearly won this race last year, uh, setting a fearsome speed up on a huge run. And yearning, uh, second quickest last 200 of the day in the left to low. She had her 59, obviously up in the weight still, but it was a terrific uh, return. And I uh, forget her last second, I miss she had the internal bleed. I agree with Jenny, just staying at 1400 with a little knock, and you only need little chinks <laughs> um, in the armour to, to find your pecking order, I think. Um, so I have to just shuffle her down to fourth. No way in the world it ends there. But thirteen five eleven one. There, David Gately's numbers thirteen five eleven one eight one seven nine from Dino. I'm with Fortunate Kiss also, but agree with the boys that it's a, a very deep race. Thirteen Fortunate Kiss. She hasn't had much good fortune of late, and if Harry Coffey can get a nice run behind the speed and get the clear galloping room when when he's looking for it, then I think she's going well enough to be right in the mix here. Thirteen. Fortunate Kiss, head of eight, Exolita, who ran well first up, particularly given the track conditions, much better suited, firmer ground, out to 1,400 metres here at Flemington. One yearning, ended up back near the inside, took a while to get clear, hit the line very strongly first up. She's earned the penalty there as a Group 1 winner, and she proved last start that she can be competitive this grade. Carrying that weight, she'll strip even fitter, and 11 pride of Jenny rolling along on the speed. Next best for me, 13, 8, 1, and 11 in a very competitive Rose of Kingston stakes. Race 5 on the card down the straight for the three-year-olds. It's the Dane Hill. Promises to be a, a terrific race with some promising gallopers here. The scratchings, number six, Spacewalk. I'm sure the connections of Buenos Notches are pleased to see a race without Spacewalk in and uh, potentially no interference for Buenos Notches. What's the market telling us in the Dane Hill, Jamie? <laughs> Well, Warren, if the market's anything to go by, this race will be won by the three giga kick at a dollar eighty-five. Is the best backed runner of the entire program, as you mentioned. Spacewalk with the scratching, there is a twelve cent deduction to be factoring in, but giga kick was two seventy into a dollar eighty-five, and pretty much the only horse that is seeing support in this race. Dual number eight has also had a little bit of interest at that six dollar price, but as I said, if anything's to go by with this market, it's giga kick will remain unbeaten. Not sure how you, you see the tempo here, Gator, but just talking to Sam Friedman in the, the previous hour, he was thinking that they'd probably let Duel run along a little bit more on the speed than perhaps we was allowed to do first up. So maybe Duel even a little bit more forward than you may have already mapped him. How did you see the speed? Yeah, I think that's important information because obviously when he won on debut, so impressively in ran time, he did it from the front. Uh, you know, last time he drew in, which he sort of has again, um, and, uh, you know, I think we all expected better, but it was an odd sort of race, one wider out, wasn't it, the Poseidon Stakes? And uh, to answer your question, I think Swiss Exile Cannonball 
can be prominent as well. Obviously, there's Dual right up there um, with Zoo Sensation and even Sun Zoo. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure they'll, they'll break a record first six hundred, but there's enough there, enough pressure to make it, um, you know, a good test of the 1100 meter endurance athletes. And I think Giga Kick uh, can win. I don't think you get a gold star when they're odds on. But what, what else can this horse be doing? But winning and running quality last six hundreds to do it. Uh, he went straight. Uh, he easily beat last start uh, a horse called Mullane who was beaten three and a half lengths in the Golden Rose. Um, Dual, I'm giving another go. Reasons outlined. Bonus Natchez certainly, in my very humble, should have got that protest last time, and I'm generally against them uh, getting it uh, by default. Um, but um, he was the rightful winner in my, as I say, my very humble. And Swiss Egg, so I can go forward and be competitive. Three, eight, five, and one. Three, eight, five, and one from Gator Dino. How are you seeing the Daniel? Yeah, I think Giga Kick can uh, maintain his unbeaten record, Warren. Uh, that was an outstanding win in the, the Vane Stakes, uh, home in the best sections of the day, uh, right the way through, eight, six, four, two hundred of the meeting, and uh, he's got straight track experience. He's been back to the trials. It's been a meticulous campaign to just keep him to the straight races at this stage. Uh, I think he'll uh, be able to win uh, to beat Buenos Noches, who... Did suffer that interference uh, here last start and the start before. Should get clear air today. He'll run well. Uh, Dual, really like the gear change here. Cross nose band off. I just think he resented it completely. He was keen when he won on Taboo, but the middle stages he paced himself really well. He didn't need the cross nose band. Second start, he just fought it all the way. Uh, I think he'll improve sharply. And Great Barrier Reef off a maiden win. There's always been... A big spruik on this horse. Getting onto a drier track might be a bit of a key. Uh, switching states for the Wallace Stable, but yeah, Giga Kick uh, to win again and uh, uh, maintain the the unbeaten run. Three, five, eight, ten. We're seeing the race very similarly. The three of us: Dino with three, five, eight, and ten. David Gately with three, eight, five, and one. I'm also with Giga Kick to to maintain that unbeaten record. I think with reasonable speed, the race will set up okay for him, and uh, he should have clear air to the outside. Three ahead of five, Buenos Notches, who should also have that clear air to the outside, the way the race is shaping up. And uh, he had no luck at all two starts ago, and he's won his only other two starts. One on protest, but uh, agree with Gator that I would have uh, upheld that protest if it was uh, for me to adjudicate. Duel can roll along on the speed and give more of a sight on this occasion and thought one Swiss exile away from those rain-affected tracks might be able to uh, improve. Rain-affected a couple of starts ago. Struck... A firmer track behind in secret last start in the run to the rose, but I thought did a fair bit of work in this race. It's a, a different scenario here. Three, five, eight, and one from me. The Bart Cummings has raced six on the card, a ticket in the Melbourne Cup, up for grabs over 2,510 metres with the rail position. Jamie, we take out numbers 1, 12, and 13. How does the market look? Well, Warren, this is a great race in terms of where support's coming through. So number two, Vow and Declare has been well supported. $11 then into 10 now into $8.50. The three, Serpentine, is 34 into 26 Deshaun Sweet Jr. has also seen a little bit of support at that $7.50 price. I'll take a little jump down now to High Emotion, number nine. $10 into $9.50 and has seen some support at that price. The favourite, number 10, Interpretation, is $4 into $3.90 and has, has been a popular runner, but certainly not the most well back in this race. Team captain, the 14 at $23, but also number 15, King of the Castle, 26 into 19. But it is Val and Declare that is definitely seeing the most support at this stage. 
I think there's reasonable speed in, in this race. Serpentine, Desert Icon primarily. I wouldn't be surprised to see Interpretation getting fitter, ridden a bit more positively. Some of his overseas wins were him there being tough and, and riding the speed. So I think it'll be run at a reasonable tempo, particularly Serpentine. And we've seen Brett Preble have a great relationship with Desert Icon riding the speed over the shorter courses in recent times. So it should be run at at least a, a reasonable tempo. And I think it might be a sense of timing for Interpretation number 10, the Mar and Eustace stable have had a great handle on this race and a great uh, way of targeting horses to peak on the right day to then earn that spot in the Melbourne Cup. So interpretation for me, I think his two runs here in Australia have been solid and no doubt he'll be improving with those runs. Ten for me. Ahead of eight, Luna Flair, I think she'll be solid to the line out to the 2,500 metres here and, and the spacious Flemington surrounds will be in her favour. High emotion was terrific beating interpretation last start that was no fluke perhaps the the firming track may be not ideal for her but uh, she should still be able to get her her toe into the ground to some extent at this stage of the day and seven midnight blue he's also going to appreciate getting onto a, a spacious track i think he's capable of improving at odds today my numbers are 10 8 9 and 7 the, the bart cummings dino how are you seeing it yeah same exactly for me warren um i'm keen on interpretation uh, he needs to win to get his stocks up for the melbourne cup and uh, i think if uh, that's the case uh, he's got to win this race and i think he will and i think he's a player come uh, first tuesday in november i think his two runs have been sound on soft ground i think his form suggests he's better on drier ground i like the riding engagement of craig williams i think he'd be proactive put him in the race uh, i think uh, last start he was he covered ground does also ask to sort of sit and sprint, and I don't think that's him. I think he prefers a rolling gallop, and Craig Williams understands these imports well, and I'm with him to beat eight Luna Flair, who's just getting away from Caulfield. She's going well, but she's just been giving away too, too big a start, not getting around that last bend that well, and then hitting the line hard. I think Flemington 2500's ideal. Uh, for Darshan Sweet Jr. I thought his run was terrific at Caulfield as well, in testing ground uh, onto the drier track. Adelaide Cup winner, so the extra distance suits. And uh, as you mentioned, Midnight Blue comes through the same race and was probably in the worst ground. I think dry track, big track, he can improve. But uh, I think uh, interpretation can win himself a spot in the Melbourne Cup. 10, 8, 4 and 7. Who gets the spot in the Melbourne Cup, Gator? Uh, well, I'm, I'm sort of hoping it's, it's Luna Flair. Um, you know, you've made a good case for her. Um, and, uh, you know, her last 100 there in the naturalism was just lovely work. Um, when she got out to this distance range last year, she was able to beat High Motion, of course, beat a lot of these at Flemington, and then beat the fourth or subsequent fourth Melbourne Plus uh, place to get a floating artist. So I thought she was the overs in the race. Decline Sweet Junior similarly uh, hit the line sweetly in that same race and gets to a staying trip. I go back to his Sydney Cup run. I think it was one of the better runs of the entire carnival up there, given the pattern of that race. I think he's a live top 10 hope in a Melbourne Cup. Interpretation, reasons outline, ready to win, high emotion, must have a case as well. Eight, four, ten and nine. Eight, four, ten and nine from Gator. Ten, eight, four and seven from Dean Lester. Ten, eight, nine and seven from myself in the Bart Cummings. Time for a break on RSN 927.